What's up, everybody, and welcome back to On the Break, the top 30 edition, numbers 20 through 11. J-Mac here with Josh VG and the greatest Kyle Beats. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Ready hey, to, how come uh, Kyle gets the greatest and I don't? That's what I, that's what I really want to know. <laughs> oh, I'll hand you out a middle finger later. Don't you worry. Okay, <laughs> That good. was one of many. I tried to roll right past that. Um, man, I'm excited. I think there's going to be some more... Uh, some more contention today with uh, with our list. I think we're going to see some uh, some disagreements a little bit quicker. I know that. I expect for all of us to have the exact same list. That's <laughs> just wrong. I can already tell you that's not going to be the case. This is why I'm not. Yeah. We have. Dustin is not adding you to the list if you did not enter the league in the 1990s. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I've, I've had I've had actually a really big quandary with that because so Josh, I haven't actually gotten to talk to you about this, and I wanted to, I saved it for the show, but. I essentially don't know what to do with Jerry West because, like, quite frankly, he's just not on my list at all. But, like, he deserves the respect. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you guys take care of that because I definitely share that sentiment. And Kyle definitely helped helped broaden my horizon a little bit because I probably went a little too Celtics-centric in my mind with it. And, you know, like, it's really hard for me to respect an all-time Laker. It really is. Oh, I'm going to take care of your boy. Okay, good. Run down on Jerry West. Good. Don't worry. Uh, but I also don't want my name to him. So it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this part of the list was easier than the last 10, but definitely still tricky. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, because I think the top 10 for me, I have a little bit more kind of chiseled out in my mind already. This uh, this was almost equally as challenging. I think knowing what players I wanted was was easier but because you don't have like the fringe guys or whatever um yeah but ordering them was challenging for sure for sure that was definitely a i think probably the the toughest part because even in this i i kind of had an idea of who was there but and we'll talk about some of this here in a minute but like i really went into this trying to not have any preconceived notions about like what I think of guys and really tried to evaluate it the same way I did, you know, 20 through 30 and one through 10 as well. Aside from Jerry West, aside from Jerry West. Right. I made up a new stat to help me out with this one. So we'll, we'll go, we'll dive deep into that. Oh boy. New stats. I mean, basketball is pretty much over, but you know, we're, we're still continuing to try. Right. I mean, I guess before we jump into that, I mean, it's just a quick update. I mean, it sounds like the league and players are trying to negotiate just ending the thing. Yeah, we're moving closer to that. And but there might be some partial payment, it looks like. Like okay. there's a possibility that players only get seventy percent of this year's earnings. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's still better than what most people make in a well, yeah. lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, just, I think that affects the uh the guys on minimums a little bit more than it does, you know, LeBron or Steph. Oh, for sure, yeah. No doubt about it. But, I mean, those minimums are still like a million or two, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I think NBA minimum is like seven or 800000 Well, the veteran minimum, what's the rookie minimum, though? Vet, uh, the, well, the rookie minimum, I think, is like seven or eight. It's higher than the NFL, which is four sixty. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. I, I want to share real quick we dive in. My favorite, uh, I actually listened back to the last episode, and when Josh says RIP Doris Burke, <laughs> I absolutely lost it in yeah. my car listening to ourselves talk about basketball, which I think is is really telling. Yeah, I mean, I choose to think that, that was a classic line. I choose to think <laughs> that we're full of of 
you know, sharp wit and whatnot, but I also don't think we're all that funny necessarily. Like typically right. when we're funny, we're not trying to be funny kind of situation, right. you know? And so it is great to to find Josh's little zingers in there as we go. Incredible. Dude, did you guys ever see the Aziz Ansari uh, skit where he's talking about going over to Kanye's house and he walks into Kanye's house and Kanye's like, you want to listen to some tunes? And he turns on all of his songs or yeah. something. That's what I feel like whenever I get into my car. I'm like, <laughs> my, my buddy or something, you want to listen to a podcast, man? I just turn on myself and just listen to it. <laughs> so weird. Josh uh, comparing just, himself to Kanye. We've already, tur- we've already hit new, uh, new lengths in this episode. It's turned, man, it's I, just made me so egotistical. It's great, right? It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. I, I think I was most flabbergasted. Craziest take of the whole thing. Uh, was your Dirk take, Josh? Like, I, I know you stand behind it, but I, I cannot believe he, you have been 24. I can't I believe you think crazy. I can't believe you think John Stockton's a better basketball player than Dirk Nowitzki. That's crazy. I don't think it's, dude. I don't think it's crazy. Stockton was a better, a better defender. He was a better passer. He was, um, he had more win shares and uh, per 48, or excuse me, more, more win shares per 48. And he had a better PER throughout his entire career. Dirk was, a score and he could rebound, but that he didn't have any type of depth to his game. But like, he's one of the guys that he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. Like him at the elbow in his prime is unstoppable. He could absolutely get you a bucket in a crucial situation. Like he's one of those guys of all timers in history. If I need a bucket in a crucial situation and I could just throw it to you and go get me a bucket, he's there in his prime. And John Stockton played with Carl Malone, averaging over 25 points a game for 15 seasons. Mm-hmm. And Dirk played with like old VC and Michael Finley getting like 19 to 20 in his prime were the best scores he played with. So that would be the argument. And if Stockton had beat Jordan once, like LeBron beat Wade and, and Braun in their prime, then 100% Stockton's higher. Uh, I think just for those reasons, I still got to give the nod to Dirk. But we've, Josh, we've gone back and forth this week talking about, you know, Dwayne Wade and KG guys we had in that, in that range. At their prime, they were more talented basketball players, but Dirk's legacy is strong. Definitely. Dirk's legacy is better, and mine wasn't built on legacy. Mine, yeah, yeah. N- now, one thing I will say is that mine was built on how talented you were versus exactly. what you did with it, and yeah. I, I did have a – like, Dirk did more with his talent, talent level than John Stockton ever did, so I can understand that argument solely based upon what my, what my list is, but I do think that Stockton was overall over his entire career a better player than Dirk was. Okay. Okay. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just thought that one was crazy. That was the one where my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. My jaw was on the well, floor. I was beside myself. Here, here's the other thing. If I redid this now, dude, give me pr- prime KG over prime Nowitzki. Yeah. We, prime, we'll get into that. We'll get prime into that. for prime, but I mean, Dirk still won the ring over a better opponent than KG did when they beat the Lakers, and KG, KG was probably he was probably the best player on that team, but number two, three, and four was like Alan Pierce Rondo versus VC Kid Terry or Mary. Sure. Well, Josh Howard was really good on that team too. But yeah. Josh Howard, and people forget about Josh that. Howard was on the 06 team, bro. Oh, oh you're right. You're right. I'm he sorry. He wasn't on the 2011. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, here's the deal, though. Do we break down somebody's legacy and how good they were over their entire career into one year? Because that's that's the only thing that Dirk has over Stockton. We break down his one his entire legacy into one year. I mean, I think I think it's important. I think it's it the important. most impressive championship we've seen in a long time. In it's, the it's yeah, I, I agree. It was the that's the worst team that's won a championship in a long time. But 
that's the thing that you have to do whenever you're deciding these lists is how much do I weigh this one year versus an entire body of work? How much do I okay. weigh the fact that Jordan has six rings versus LeBron carrying dog shit teams for 11 years? Yeah. Like how much do I weigh that? Yeah. You know, no, it, so it's these lists are hard. They are. Yep. They are. They're definitely tough. I, I was just still shocked by that take. But hey, everybody's lists are different. And, you know, that's Lucky kind I of the, the reason. Do what? Yeah. Well, Oh, I didn't put biggest, arenas in, dude. I thought you were going to, and then whenever we got through thirty through twenty-one, I was like, "Holy shit!" This guy is telling me that Dirk is the twenty-fourth best player. Or uh, what did you say? Twenty. Uh, I had him at 20, 24. Uh, 24, yeah. yeah 24th 23. best player of all time. And Gilbert Arenas is top 20. I was like, I'm going to be done with this guy yeah. if he's the guy that got hit in the top 20. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have him in the top 30. Um, I think that his best three careers or years of his career are arguably top 50 in the league if you took just the best sure. three years. Because through his three years that he, that he all-starred, he averaged – he was a he was a James Harden. He averaged twenty seven, and on uh, uh, he shot nine three or excuse me six threes a game and nine free throws a game. He was James Harden before James Harden. He was shooting yeah, from the logo. Those numbers would be ten threes now and right. fifteen free throws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he was he his best three years of his entire career were as good as anybody's in the league. What was ever. that? What was that uh, year range? What what exactly are you looking at? There? Uh, Oh four to oh seven. Yeah, and the league okay. was in a weird transition period at that time too. So like it, we weren't quite to the yep. three point land thing yet, and we weren't quite out of big man ball yet. He helped pioneer that three point land. Yeah, he did. Definitely. He was yeah. he was definitely part of that. Definitely the best story any, of him. Uh, any regrets on your list so far? Because I I kind of the only thing I kind of regret J Mac is is leaving out AI. Even though I don't know if. He could have been another score score with no ring down in my my thirty range with Harden and Gervin. He could have he could have slid in there. It's like the Havlicek is is tough, but that AI is my only regret thus far. It makes sense. Wish I what Go were you gonna say, Josh? I, I wish I would have ranked Bob Pettit higher. Higher. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you more about that later. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think my, my only thing about it is that I have little to no respect for some of the old old guys i i pick them up here later on so that's helpful but yeah like, but you made that clear last episode yeah, that dude. you were looking at a specific a specific range i i do think your only discrepancy or regret will be having ewing over malone maybe or definitely ewing over jerry west but uh, yes either I, one I, of those i really don't know what to do with that so i'm just he's off my list and you guys can you have ewing over malone yeah. yeah, he is Malone, not in the top thirty, and Ewing at Malone 30. thirty. But that's more of a personal vendetta than anything else. That's because absolutely John, personal vendetta. Where do you have them over dirt? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get in. The, we'll get into it. I don't want to kill my list yet. So, all right. Fair. Um, any other regrets? Anything else that we've? I think that you guys called attention to a lot more of the older guard that I looked into. But yep. even so, I don't think I would change my. I know I wouldn't change my list. But yeah, I, I, I got some, I got some more throwbacks coming for us today. Um, I'm really I'm really confident in this part of my list. Me too. So let's jump let's jump into it. Uh, do we want to cool. do a snake order like we did last time? I guess we'll do the same thing. We'll start with Josh and then we'll just snake it. Cool, Josh. Number cool. 20. I got Jerry West number twenty. Same. Out of the game. so wow. Same. Nice. Yep. Started off with the exact same Jerry West at twenty. All right, so. Dude averaged 27 points per game throughout his entire career. Like, that's crazy. 
KD's KD's at that right now. KD hasn't had a drop off. Jerry West actually never really had a drop off, which is also crazy. Um, he's he was a scoring leader in 69, 67, and then two years later he led the league in assists. There's only been four people ever to have both a scoring title and an assist title. Bonus points if any if you guys can name me three of those guys. An assist title and a scoring title. Well, LeBron was going to have it this year, but I don't think he's done it pre- prior to that. Um, I'm going to say Elgin Baylor. No Baylor. I'm gonna Oscar s- Robertson. Think newer. Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Harden. No, not Harden. 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 Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he he he's like quietly a good assist guy. He's a great passer. Who's yeah. the third? Wilt. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I w- I had it written down. Is there any player with an assist? title a scoring title and a finals mvp because he has all three of those that's wilt pretty might. Impressive. i would think that wilt would i would think i, so. I don't know if Wilt actually has a finals MVP. no wilt and jerry only each one won and that was jerry west was the finals mvp that year yeah dude that's freaking insane and the, that brings me to my next the dude had 10 years of prime L- baylor averaging 25 points per game with heights at around 36 points per game from elgin baylor um two of which he had Wilt on the same team. Wilt came in after about eight years and immediately averaged 20-20 on that team. Won no championships with those two guys um, for the first 10 years. Baylor never won a championship. And then uh, Wilt, Wilt uh, the next year after Wilt won or was 20-20, and 20, the next year they lost to the Knicks. They weren't even losing to the to the Celtics the entire time. Yeah, the Celtics time. They lost to the Knicks. Were- the, Russell and them were done at this point. Now the Knicks were, were starting to take over in yeah. the like, early 70s. They were getting dominated. These three people that we supposedly have in our top 20 were getting dominated by teams that weren't even all-time great teams. They just couldn't right. win. Um, and that's why that's why I have him down at 20. You, most of the list, you have them in the top 10, dude. And I'm not about to reward that type of losing for this. But um, not, with three, not with three all-time top 20 players on it. That, they didn't even make the finals. They lost to the Bucks in the Western Conference. And then they won their next uh, year in 72. And Gail Goodrich actually averaged more points than, than uh, Jerry West in that. And Jerry West did average 9.7 assists and 25 on that. But he wasn't even – he had Wilton Gail Goodrich who was averaging more points than Jerry. So it's it's – he did not – he was a great player. He did not have the success that he needed to have in order for me to vault him into my top 10 like most people would have him right and that's my problem with the guy is that like one in seven is bad that's one of those players one in eight like that's bad and like for me like that matters a lot and it i haven't let anything else on this list weigh as much as i do that but other than the fact that like his resume to me just isn't top 30 and like i know that's a crazy take because all the numbers are there but like some of the big things for me are not there. So yeah. let me make the argument for him. Okay. And then I'll, I'll, I agree with a lot of the reasons Josh said, you know, he, he shouldn't be. Um, 14 years in the league, 14-time All-Star. 14 for 14 is pretty damn good in my book. I also have a question. Who else was scoring besides Wilt, Elgin Baylor, and Jerry West on these teams? Like, were they scoring 170 points a game? Um, they were, those were, that's what it was like back then. Yeah, it was. He played 39.2 minutes per game. Uh, for his career, which is which is impressive, but I do, I do think that there is merit for getting there that many times. That's part of the reason I look at LeBron um, with so much respect. Now LeBron did it with way less talent uh, than Jerry West did around him. So to Josh's criteria, that probably doesn't hold up as well. But like Stockton was zero and two in the finals. I give more credit to being one and eight than I do zero and two because you still won one. 
Um, so that's why he he would be in the top 20 of my list. I mean, he's kind of the OG, like, you know, the OG white guy that was actually good, but he, the tape is, eh, I'll say that. Like he, he could have, he probably would have looked a lot different with the three point line, but some of the crafty kind of stuff he does on, on that old tape, it's like, it's, I'm not overly impressed by it. Dude, the tape for him and also Elgin Baylor. I know that you talked about you felt like Elgin Baylor's uh, he was super, game was super fast, though. Uh, yeah, beside Jerry West, he was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it, a lot of it's like they're dribbling with their – both of them are dribbling with their head down. Yes. And I get that you couldn't supernate your wrist the same way that you can now. But it's a lot easier to de-learn that and pick up. Kevin Durant, throw him into that era than it is for Jerry West to learn all these new skills and throw him into the new era, right? So he's dribbling yeah. with his head down, straight down. They're coming off of screens and doing curl routes that are normally somebody raises up and releases at 10 feet and Jerry West is taking another dribble and setting his feet and then jumping up and shooting a set shot. It's just like this, the talent level is just not there for me to put these guys. Like there are some people that didn't have as much success as Jerry West later on on my list. But the talent level is just so much higher. Yeah, right. the tape. The tape is the most damning thing here. But yeah. um, I, I still think you know it's the logo, man. Like he's got to be. I got him right at twenty. I'm glad we had him in the same spot because I had him as high as sixteen at one point, and then I had to really think about it. And I was like, and I kept watching the tape, and I was like, nope, I can't do it. I don't even yeah. know that he should be the logo, but you know, yeah, I think it should be Kobe now. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Justin hates both those things. Um, both those tanks, Justin said, I want Bill Russell as the logo. Yeah. Just pulling down a board. Well, anybody. LeBron. I Who do you have at 20, Justin? So I, my first two, unfortunately, on my list, 20 and 19, are repeats um, that we've already okay. been over. But number 20 for me is Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Okay. That's all the same fair. reasons we talked about at the very end of last episode. Uh, Kyle, you had him 23. Josh, you had him 27. So I was actually surprised by that take a little bit, too. But I mean, I get it. And this is what's crazy. If Dwayne Wade and Jerry West played, Jerry West would leave the game in a stretcher. Like yeah. if they played against each other. He'd put like, him in a stretcher. So it's these lists are so freaking hard. Um he would put him Dwayne in a Wade, far and away a better player than Jerry West. But I Yeah, I mean it's forty years later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I still have him as I still stand by my take of he's seven spots lower than Jerry West just because of legacy. Okay. And what they did with the talent that was around them. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Shit, actually, can I change my list? I'm putting Dwayne Wade as 20 and Jerry West at 27. <laughs> nah, nah. You got <laughs> to stick to it. Who do you have uh, at 19, 19 J-Mac? So at, at 19, I have Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Um, Let's, I mean, we, we talked at length about Kawhi, but just talk to me about how you got there with him. I mean, are you any I, recency bias playing in here? It's not recency bias as much as it is that his whole career – Sands one year that he sat out because of questionable things. Like right, I think if yeah. you would if I would have made this list back whenever that was all going on, he I mean there's no way he'd be even close to it. Number one, no, uh, but I would say that he would be one of those up and comers that I have the potential. I see the potential in. I think he's potentially a top ten player if he wins another ring. We're pretty close to it. That's what I said last last episode, and like I think he could finish top five potentially. Like if chips fall his way because he's been a winner since he's came in and he's keeps improving his game so much. Like his offense has improved at a tremendous peak and now his playmaking and assists are improving. I mean, I don't see the defense falling off for another five or six years at least. And I mean, what he did in the playoffs last year was nothing short of, of legendary as far as runs. Right. And I think 
Josh brought it up last time, but it's like you look at the that Spurs team that he won his first ring with where he won MVP and it's like you're on a team with Duncan and Tony Parker and like Manu, all those guys like he was like 21 or two dude. And he was locking up peak LeBron peak. I don't know about locking up. He was he was containing. He was guarding LeBron like he like Duncan said, hey, you have to guard LeBron. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from that. It's just I consider the I think you're right. It's crazy that he won an MVP at 21 with those all time legends, one of which I have in my top 10. Um, but it, he was still one of the best player in that, in that series, but I digress. But regardless, we're, we're I'm just saying, like, so I, I think the, I bring that up to say that like, there's nobody on my list who with each ring or accomplishment that he gets takes quantum leaps like Kawhi does. Because like I said, mm-hmm. had you asked me before the Toronto championship, is he even in your top 50? That would be up probably, but at the very top and that. You know, I mean, he was so young at that point, so like anything could have happened. But that yeah. Toronto ring rocketed him into another stratosphere. I mean, th- I mean, the potential that he has with the Clippers, same kind of thing. Which that stinks yep. to figure out, figure it, that out. But like, he makes the biggest. He made a leap into my top twenty, and then he could make a leap into my top ten again with one more ring, which is crazy, but true. Absolutely, and and I think guys are going to want to continue to play with him and go there. Um, Last thing I want to say about Kawhi, I think it's incredible how we've looked at Kobe and LeBron as the easy comps to Michael over the last 20 years. Kawhi is more like Michael than either of them because he's a great defensive player, mid-range, can get to the hoop. And just from a mentality standpoint, I think he's like Michael as much as – more so than LeBron and as much as Kobe was. He's not as not as um, extroverted, but as far as obsession with craft, I think he's I think he's right there. That's fair. I also did we talk about his nicknames last time? Yeah, the claw. Yeah, we did. Okay, I couldn't. You were remember. like, you were surprised that was it, and then that's how we got into the whole Doris Burke conversation. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I'd forgotten how we got to the D- Doris Burke thing. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Uh, Josh yeah. disappeared for a minute. So we'll just. Oh, he's, he'll be back. But yeah. so yeah, that was your nineteen. So at nineteen, I have I have David Robinson. Really? Okay. I, like I, I thought you would probably leave him off your list. No, he's actually a lot higher on my list. Okay, okay. So I got I got David Robinson at, at 19. Um, you know, I think the first thing that needs to be said about him is missing do- time due to the Naval Academy, right? He didn't come into awesome. the league. Like, he didn't come into the league until he was 24 years old. Right. That's incredible. So to come into the league at 24 years old, you know, you miss, a, you miss three or four peak years there. Uh Watching the tape holds up really well. I mean, that dude could run like a gazelle. I think he could play a stretch five now because I think he could have developed his mid-range shot to an outside shot. I think he could also play a rim runner now. So I think he would plug right into today's NBA in either big man position, um, regardless of of what style you were playing. Dude, he averaged four and a half blocks in in 91-92 and was defensive player of the year while getting 23 and 12. Uh, I mean, he was just... A hell of an athlete, man. Dude, and like he played so from the 89 to 90 season to the 2002 2003 season, right? So, is David Robinson? Yes. Yes. Josh is sorry. I dropped internet. <laughs> You're good. Um, there was one season, it was the 96 97 season where he played six games, and the 98 99 season, he played 49. Otherwise, almost every season, he played almost every single game. Yeah, yeah, he was never quite the same after that injury in 1997. He still, you know, got um, got the rings at the end there, two-time champ. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the beginning of his career, it was like 
him and Shaq were the best big men in the league. I mean, he averaged and, 20. And Hakeem, I guess. Yeah. He averaged 21, 11, and three. He was a 52, 25, and 74 guy. Yeah, and I don't care about that three point for, for him. 52% no. from the field is incredible. He has, uh, he has the MVP on the resume. That's a big deal. And, uh, you know, I just think he was arguably one of the best athletes we've ever seen as a big man in the NBA. I have David Robinson coming up really quickly here. Um, he's, he's a better version of Kevin Garnett. Like take how dominant Kevin Garnett was and how great he was. And then put David Robinson in it and then just make him, make him better as David Robinson. The thing is we, we hear so much about Hakeem who is coming up later on my list. Um, not this actually this week. Um, we hear so much about how great Hakeem's offensive game was with the dream shake and people modeling their games after that. David Robinson was a better scorer than Hakeem ever was. In, in his peak, he was scoring more and he was more efficient than Hakeem ever was. Hakeem was a better defender, but David Robinson was a little better uh, on offense. In his MVP season, his MVP season was actually worse than the season before. The season before that, he averaged 29.8, 10.7, 4.8 assists a game 3.3 blocks and 1.7 steals that's five stats on the defensive end just on yeah. the defense that's insane just, yeah. it's just unfortunately michael jordan was playing basketball at that time it was the only reason he wasn't the mvp because that's an incredible season yeah um so let's talk about this new uh, actually sorry go ahead i was going to run over his resume real quick just for the totality of it yeah yeah please so, do Hall of Famer, obviously, uh, got in in 2009, a 10-time All-Star. He was the 90-91 uh, total rebound champion. He has a two-time NBA champ, eight-time All-Defense, All 91-92 Defensive Player of the Year, 89-90 Rookie of the Year, 93-94 Scoring Champ, 91-92 Block Champ, 10-time All-NBA, uh, the 80, 80, or the 89-90 All-Rookie and the 94-95 MVP. I mean, that's a fucking hell of a resume. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. The MVP is a big deal. The two rings, um, you could argue he probably wasn't the best player on either. I think Tim was probably the best player already at that point. Maybe that on the first one. Tim's rookie year. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would argue, I mean, he was Yeah, we'll get he into was that good. immediately. Yeah, <laughs> we'll um, get into that for sure. But, I mean, it's it's an incredible resume. Like I said, the, the tape just holds up so well. I think you could insert him in any era, uh, you know, before or after or during where he played. Um, footwork was incredible. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch, honestly. I just, you know, you guys know I don't like the Spurs. For sure. I have him higher on my list as well. But, okay. I, I mean, for all those reasons and more, man, like to average 21 through a whole career, and I mean, he fell off after he got injured when he played the six seasons, six games in the 97 season. You can see he never averaged more than 21 points a game. Before that, it was all over, you know, 24, 25. So, yeah, near, near 30s. Yep. Uh, to finish your career with 21 and 10 and two and a half or excuse me, one point or three blocks. Excuse me. That's that's insane. It's, ins it's insane. Done entire career. Who you got at 19, Josh? Elgin Baylor. Okay. Yep. We and we talked about him at length last episode. I mean, that's yeah, the stats just you gotta give him credit, even regardless of era, regardless of, of no ring, the stats are insane. Yeah. So let me let me introduce my new statistic. Uh, it's statistics per forty eight. So what I did was I tried to menialize the amount of the amount of minutes that these guys are playing and just say, What is the where are you putting 
tally marks in the in your um your scorecard. So statistics per 48 is essentially just add up all of your different statistics and then divide that by 48. Um, the reason why I had Elgin Baylor over Jerry West is overall one tape showed that he looked like a much better player. Yep. He scored at a much higher rate. Um, the problem with statistics per 48 is that it heavily weighs scoring versus everybody, everything else, because three blocks per game is a hell worth a hell of a lot more than one block per game, but two points per game is not worth a whole lot more than right the blocks than another yeah. two points per game. So um, this works out really well for comparing Jerry West and Elgin Baylor because they were both primarily scorers and they had similar uh, assist versus rebound numbers. Elgin Baylor was at one point one three and Jerry West was at one point oh nine. It showed me what the tape was showing me. So I was I was okay with putting him over Jerry West. Even though he never won a championship, he also never played with prime Wilt, except for those two years that they didn't win a championship, and Gail Goodrich at the same time. So I put him over Jerry West here. Yeah, that I'm that's a my number two regret. AI was my first one. Number two is I would like to swap Jerry West and Elgin Baylor in hindsight, but I'm gonna leave it as is since since Jerry did get the ring and I, I put that criteria pretty high on my list. Yeah, I just felt like he was overall a better player. Jerry West had the cachet of playing with Will. This is a KG yeah. Dirk. Like KG I, was more talented than Dirk as Elgin Baylor and Jerry West, but Dirk got the ring. Jerry West got the ring. So I guess my my list is at least consistent in that respect. Yeah, I probably would have put him over like Ewing because I think my thoughts on Ewing would have were more like what could have been had he been able to stay healthy versus a complete resume for Elgin Baylor. So hmm, that's right. probably uh, an oversight on my part, but I'm still, I'm sticking with it, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Elgin Baylor averaged 40 minutes per game throughout his entire career. Pretty that's fucking absurd. good. And those guys were running back and forth the whole time. Yeah. Like, they were had 170 possessions in one game. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have like the, the shoe quality you guys have now. And, right. Yeah. And shucks granted, none of them could jump over three feet. But. <laughs> that's true. What uh, where, where are we? Where are you going with eighteen? Eighteen. I have David Robinson for the okay. aforementioned reasons. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think that's the about the right spot. So, uh, eighteen. I've Carl Malone. Okay. Uh, like I said, and I think that's going to be maybe your biggest regret looking back on this. So he's second all time in points. Uh, you know, I think he made Stockton. He was the best player on those teams, in my opinion. You know, twenty five and eleven for his career. He has two MVPs. This is probably the most insane thing, though. First 11 seasons of his career, he missed five games in 11 seasons. Yeah, yeah. That's absurd. Factor. Yeah, dude. The and, and he was – I also wrote most jacked player of all time, possibly. 400-pound bench rumored. Um, I mean, it's like, it's like Zion, but 6'10". And like, you, you think of him as only – That's you know, actually pretty accurate. He's That's the, really accurate. Right? He's the he's – the, uh, the mailman, I mean, you think of him as being low post only, which he primarily was, but he had touch from mid-range. Like, he Better could shot. shoot, and he was a hell of a defensive player as well. Um, the the resume speaks for itself. I think the two MVPs is big. 14-time uh, All-Star, played 19 seasons, and still averaged 25 and 11 through 19 seasons. Like, never truly had a drop-off to that last season with the Lakers. Uh, obviously, the knock on him is no ring. He's probably the best player without a ring. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. In NBA history. I mean, I, I don't know. Elgin Baylor maybe is your, ne your next argument, you know? I, I just... Chuck? I mean... 
Chuck would Chuck be, is would up, be up there. there. But Carl Malone is a better player than Chuck to me. And I mean, the, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, I have Malone higher than Chuck as well. I would I would agree with that. Um, I have Malone coming up. He's not quite, we're not quite to him yet, but I'll, I'll go through my, what I had for him. The big knock is that he never had a ring. Even when Jordan was out of the league, he couldn't, couldn't win a ring. Um, so what I do have is, He's the second most all-time in points. He finished his career at 25 and 10. There are only four people that have ever done that. We've talked about all of them. Um, one is Chamberlain. One is Elgin Baylor. The other one's Carl Malone. And then one more that we'll, I'll quiz you guys whenever Kyle gets back. He had to step out for a moment. But he's the only person to do that in the modern, modern era. Um, and he did win. He had two MVPs and they were both won whenever Jordan was in the league. He didn't pick up any of those whenever Jordan was not in the league. So he was, he was going head to head with, with somebody in that category or in Jordan's category. And, and, uh, voters were still saying, yes, we're, we're going to give the MVP to him this year. Now, I don't know, you don't know how much of that is voter fatigue. A lot of it's probably voter fatigue, but he had these statistically amazing careers or career, career and statistically amazing seasons as well. Mm-hmm. It, that's kind of the the modern day equivalent to that is like a Giannis and LeBron or like a Harden and LeBron type comparison where it's like they're MVPs, but they're still better players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is where we're starting to get into the range. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but the 20 through 30, none of those guys were the marquee player of their generation. As a matter of fact, some of those guys weren't even the marquee second best player of their generation. Now we're getting into the, are these guys marquee players of their generation? They have to be to be in this range or at least marquee second best players. And it is very arguable that you could argue David Robinson, Carl uh, Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon, those guys were all marquee second best players of the Jordan era. Um, so that, that's what the range we're in right now. I was about to quiz you guys. He finished his career with 25 and 10. The only people to ever do that were, Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Carl Malone, and then can you name me the other person? I can't believe Elgin Baylor is even in that as a guard. Right? Is That's insane. Duncan? No. no. Not enough points. Hmm. It's got to be an older guy. It's an older guy. It's a guy that I've already mentioned, and I've said I wanted him higher. Oh, Bob Pettit. It was Bob Pettit, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you, that my, hmm. my statistics per 48 figure, Bob Pettit's is freaking high, and that was before they recorded steals and, and blocks. He has better statistics per 48 than the vast majority of everybody. He has better statistics per 48 than Jordan with no blocks or steals, hmm. which is insane to me. I didn't he, know that. And when you look at his years from 55 to 65, he was the dominant player prior to Wilton Russell. Like he was the, I could even argue it depending upon how you make the list. We could put him in the top 10 because he was the player that dominated an era before those other guys that we've, we've heard of and we talk about. So, right. But going back to overall oh, sure. talent. Yeah, for sure. And that's why he's not up there, but like you, what you, happens when Pettit goes against prime Shaq? He'd right. probably die. He'd <laughs> yeah, be like no me doubt. going against prime Shaq for sure. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. But it's just, that's, that's another, we, we're talking about and we're getting into that portion where you have the people that are dominating their errors and are the best players and second best players of the errors. Pettit was that, and he is by far the lowest person on my list that was that. I agree. I just I apologize. The, the, I digress. The big issue there on Malone, though, too, is obviously the no rings. But like you said, when Jordan was out of the league, they didn't even make the finals. Houston got there. Yep, exactly. So that, that's a big deal. So that would be the argument against them. Okay. Anybody? You got an 18, J-Mac? 
All right. We haven't talked about this guy yet. Incredible first name. Incredible nickname, I might add. Tractor trailer. Uh, Moses Malone is where we're going here. Yeah, Chairman of the boards. Incredible nickname. That's a great one. Uh, Moses Malone, 1,455 games, average 20, 12, and 2 in his career. He was a 50, uh, sorry, a 50, 10, 76 guy. Hall of Famer. He got in in 2001. 13-time All-Star. 82-83 NBA champ. Uh, he was also an ABA guy as well, we yep. have to remember. And he played on... So this is less of a reflection uh, on him specifically, but also... Uh, I'm using it as projection points for his career. Uh, he played on three incredibly named teams before coming to the NBA. He played on the Utah Stars, which makes a whole lot more sense than the fucking Jazz does. Right. He played on the St. Louis, or the Spirits of St. Louis, and the Buffalo Braves, who have an incredible logo. Yes. And before going to the NBA. So. A good ABA career to start off three years. He's versatile in that way. He was a six-time uh, total rebound champ, eight-time All-NBA, two-time All-Defense. He was an 82-83 Finals MVP, uh, a three-time MVP overall. The One of the craziest things about Moses Malone's career to me is you look at the year he started, which was 74-75 season. He retired in 1995. Right. He had a very, very long career. <laughs> That's so crazy. I didn't realize that. Yes, yeah. so, I didn't realize that either. I, I think it's fair to say, going back and looking at all this, he's probably the most underrated player of all time, honestly, because people don't consider him. He's higher on my list. He's coming up. Um, I think 18 is a fair spot. But, I'm I mean, up who else has three MVPs or more and not your average fan – does it, like your average fan doesn't know who Moses Malone is. Anybody right. else that has more than three MVPs, your average fan certainly has heard that name before. So you played on 10 teams, which is just insane. But you look at that prime, like his prime range from 77 to 87, he averaged 25 and 14 on 51%. It's pretty That's fucking insane. good. And yeah. I mean, he kind of bridged, if you look at the years he was really um, a star, he kind of helped bridge that end of the Russell Chamberlain era into because the, the NBA struggled in the in the early and mid 70s up and really until Bird Magic came in. So he kind of bridged those eras um, and was arguably the best player during that time with Dr. J. And like he's not talked about enough in the totality of NBA history. Agreed, especially given how long he played and the fact that he traversed like three eras of basketball. Yeah, the dude averaged 7.2 offensive boards in 78 to 79. 79. That's, That's absurd. That's crazy. Freaking yeah, he's insane. probably the best offensive rebounder of all time. He has five career offensive rebounds per game. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. I got to go through extra possessions look, look at some stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be higher than anybody else. Um, I, I want to – I have him coming up. It kind of makes sense as to how, why I put him here because of the, re, the, the um, time that I went through, but I'll talk more about him coming up here soon. Okay. So I'll, I'll hold off on my argument. Okay, we can do it that way. That's fine. Okay. Um, 17, J-Mac. All right. <clears throat> so, this is going to be a take you're going to hate. I can tell you that right now. Me or Kyle? Both of you. Uh, Kyle probably more than than Josh. My 17 is a take that I hate myself. So, <laughs> Oh, I don't hate this take. When I came into this, and I've been saying this on this show since we started, that this is exactly where I think this guy is. 
and I was shocked whenever I felt I went through. And I, like I said, I went into this. I, I can't stress this enough. I went into this list with trying to have zero preconceived notions of where I thought people would be up to and including Michael Jordan of like, I want to make sure I'm looking at this right. The totality okay. of it, right. You know, and he landed exactly where I thought he was going to land. Number 17 for me is Kobe Bean Bryant. Oh, my God. Pretty low. That is pretty low. Pretty low. I get it. So there's a couple of things that stand out. So I want to read his resume because it's fucking Wait, impressive. Wait, hold on. You have Dirk over Kobe? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, 18 times. I can't even all- argue for this because he's not even on this week for me. We'll, we'll get into this in a me second. <laughs> hold on. Uh, 18-time All-Star, five-time NBA champ, 12-times All-Defense, four-time All-Star MVP, the 07-08 MVP, the two-time scoring champ, 15-time All-NBA, the 96-97 Rookie of the Year, and two-times final MVP. I, I mean... Bro, we, eight time, or 12-time All-Defense? Yeah, yes. and 18-time All-Star. Holy yeah. shit. A gr- like, like, an incredible resume. I... I like, I, so I'm not like the biggest Kobe Bryant fan. We know that you're getting deducted points for being Lakers on JVX list. <laughs> no, no, like it, it really has nothing to do with that in this case. Like I, I was honest about the Jerry West thing that weighed into that take, but this is different. Like Kobe was transcendent. Kobe is the reason, and we've been over this a lot this year because of the fact that we lost Kobe just a few months ago, which feels like it was years ago, by the way. Um, but Kobe, it was an incredible basketball player. And to be the 17th all-time on a list of all the players that have played basketball is an incredible feat. And I, I, don't, I, I don't mean for any of this to take away from what he's done or his legacy or anything like that because it's incredible. And like I was saying, like there is, he's the reason that a lot of guys like Tatum and these young guys like Kyrie even that grew up just like Kobe guys. He, he grew the game globally more than anyone except for maybe MJ. I mean, he was the most Yao Ming. Favorited, yeah, favorited player in China. People in China like Kobe it. more than Yao Ming. Yeah. In, in a lot of cases. So what's your argument for Dirk over Kobe? Like, just out of curiosity. Well, I don't How wanna... do you make that argument? Okay, so there's a couple of things that really stand out about Kobe's career that really bug me and that are really major knocks on his resume. Five championships? We'll get there. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. All right, so. I gotta leave. I think with that, I think that's a great point here. During Kobe's seven, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, So Kobe without, I I, I pulled a couple of statistics here. That's how I'm going to lay this out, or a couple of things just to kind of lay out. Um, Kobe without Shaq and Gasol in prime seasons, three of those seasons in a row, missed playoffs, first round exit, first round exit. And that wasn't a situation where those Lakers teams were just not quite good enough because they lost one of those guys. And, you know, they... Those teams weren't that good. Those I mean, teams Jordan stunk. got bounced in the first round without Pippen all the time. Right. Fine. But, the, like, those teams stunk, like, really bad. And, I like, a, a locker room guy is something that's big for me. I don't know that Kobe was always the biggest locker room guy. Actually, I know he wasn't. I thought there were a lot of times where he was just a dickhead to be a dickhead. But you can't argue the results either. I, I, but that's the same thing as Michael, though. Well, and and I was just going to say, if you want to compare this to football for just a, a brief second, like it's the Belichick thing. You can't hold that against. You can't selectively hold that against somebody. Like he's sure. an asshole, and it works out at all points in time. But you have right. to consistently be that. And I will give Kobe that he was always consistently the asshole. And like, and I think, but like, my point is, like, I've always said that. 
Like, whenever I look at the pantheon of this, like, I think that Kobe worked the hardest of anybody. And I think you have to be a sociopath, and I think you have to be an asshole to be able to do that and to be able to... I mean, the the results are there. Like, the rings and everything are there, but they are not there whenever he didn't have a prime big man. And, like, I don't think that... I mean, Pau Gasol was not Shaq by any means. He averaged, like, 23 and 10. The, like, Pau Gasol was a very good player and a borderline Hall of Famer, but... He is a like, Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. But him winning five rings is, is just, like, to have Dirk over him makes no sense to me. Right, but, because like... Dirk was the, Dirk wasn't better at anything on the basketball court than Kobe Bryant. Not one aspect. Well, I'm trying to just talk about Maybe Kobe. Maybe shooting. Maybe I'm to, shooting the basketball. I'm kind of trying to just talk about Kobe, though, right now. I'll get to Dirk because Dirk's still on my... I want to get to a little bit more Dirk okay. talking a little bit. But all I'm saying is, like, the three the three years between those championships where he yelled at Smush Parker all the time and got his coach run out of town, like, that's pretty much all that happened. Those teams were terrible. Um, I pulled a couple of other, uh, other stats. These are more cherry-picked stats just to have fun with this a little bit, I guess. But they, they do make me laugh, and some of them do actually kind of weigh in on my thinking. Uh, Kobe is the only all-star in history to be outscored and out-rebound by John Stockton in a playoff series. How about the randomness of that? Okay. That got me. Uh, th- this is being funny. Um, no, but um, there was a lot of times That's where crazy. like Kobe wasn't even the best player on the court during some of those playoff series. Like, yeah, he was 17. What? He was like 17 in some of those series. Or you mean right. like No, I'm talking I mean, about in like those the, early Lakers years. He was like what, 20, 21, 22 when they won? Uh yeah, yeah. was that the uh, first year with Shaq? Um, he was 17 when he came into the league and then from the 2000 to 2001 he would have been 21 through 24. Yeah. Averaging 29. Okay. And 5. And five. You remember when he dropped eight threes on eight threes on Jordan in like five minutes? And how many of those shots did he take? He was eight for eight in a five minute stretch on Jordan. Is that three. what it was? Okay. He he. I mean, eighty one points in a game. Like I just, I, but like, like that's there, a, I just think there's guys on your list that I just don't know how. And I'll stop singling I, out Dirk, but there's just other guys that I don't know how you could put them over Kobe well like I'm not done like laying this out either so some of the things that weigh against Kobe like I said the three championships shooting 32.9 percent from three from your career uh, as a career from as a shooting guard is absurd to me that's not, not good that bad actually it's not I mean in today's it's not era good. It's not it's, good. it looks a lot worse in today's era than it did back then um that was at the the height of the dead ball era and this is this is really an argument Iverson that I have 31 percent yeah, I, this is really a, an argument that you could make against Kobe is that he wasn't efficient. Like he had took a lot of shots, and I think that one of your the stats that you're going to bring up, uh, Justin, is that he has missed the most most shots of anybody in the history of the league. It was at the height of the dead ball era where they had done away with with the rule that you couldn't double team, but also teams weren't yet passing the ball around. So that's why bigs lived and breathed in this era because it was so easy to put the ball into a big and for them to turn around and get a dunk or something like that. Guards didn't, didn't do well in this era. If you look at almost all guards, they're all extremely inefficient or they're low scores. And that's because it's teams just didn't pass the ball around because they weren't yet used to the fact that double teams were going to start coming at people there because were, they were just, they were finally legalized. Kobe's field goal percentage was higher than AI T max or Paul Pierce for his career. There were two seasons where he was above league average. And uh, from three point land, that, that matters to me. 
Like as an all around right, game, but that like, matters. But like other guys in that era, with the, to Josh's point, other two guards in that era, two and threes, AI, T Mac, Paul Pierce, the best in that era, were shooting worse from three and from two. Right. He also has a better three point percentage than Jordan does throughout his career. But like right. I, I look at things like in the 2000 finals, Kobe was outscored by Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose, and Austin Crozier. Like those kinds of things, like in 2000. Yeah. And like, he was, sure, he was young, he was but 20. like, he still gets the credit for the rings. But now he does. Now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, he was young. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that's not really how that works. You can't go both ways on it. I mean, in the. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks Kobe was the best player on those the first, the first uh, three rings. But he was the second best player, and I mean, he was the best player on two other rings. Which I, not how the other guys won two rings and were the best player on that team. But like, what did he like? But that's my point is like, he had to have that player. He was never the best at any one skill. He was a great Dude, all around player. He won player. with Pau Gasol and everybody else we're going to put above him had another player on their team that was probably better than Pau Gasol. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen was better than Pau Gasol. Like go down sure. your list. They all had players that the second best player was better than Pau Gasol. Sure. But like, that's the, that's the argument. That's I think used. you should get credit for winning with Pau Gasol. Like that, to me, that's a credit versus a detractor. Well, but like if had the other the years before that not been dog shit between like that, that matters. Like, like you, whenever you're looking at the pantheon of being considered and again, 17th best player of all time, that's not some big, huge slight. Like whenever you're I being considered like one of the best 20 players of all time, I think it matters when you fall on your ass, run people out of town and bitch about trying to get traded to the Clippers. I think that matters. And like that's when where this comes down to when I look at some of the bodies of work that are above him, like there's just like some of this I, I can't really excuse. Like Kobe is the only pe person in my top 30 list at all that has negative win shares on his record. In a season? In was a that season. his rookie season? I think it was the last couple, but he should have retired. Yeah. Because nobody else has those. Not one other person has that. Yeah, but I, I just think you're your argument of like inefficiency though is is inaccurate because he's a I, better shooter than a lot of guys on, on your list. I'm not saying that it's a huge knock against him. What I'm saying is that to me is one of those things where like you'd have nights where he was shooting twenty nine percent and you know be like one for three or whatever, and everybody be like, We gotta feed Bryant, get him the ball, get him the ball, he's hot. And it's like guys on uh, around him, you know, were shooting fifty percent or whatever. Like there were so many times like that, and it's like, just get the ball to the volume shooter, and I just, to me, like, I know the league was different then, but to me, when I think about, like, the fact that Kobe's career high field goal percentage in the finals was still lower than LeBron's worst shooting in the NBA finals, like, those things come into to question because, like, the, the percentages just aren't there for me. I don't know. Like, I think it matters that he could not win without a, a, a championship big man. What I'm about to say I is going to sound insane kobe was so much better than his numbers indicate here's here's why um just skill wise like if you look at the shots that he was taking and the way the amount of nuance that was in his game if you anybody that watches him play year over year goes this guy can do things that nobody else can do and his skill level is so much higher than nobody else can do and i think to your point justin he often took that too far and was trying to do things that he shouldn't do that maybe there were other options on the court, but his skill level was so much higher than damn near everybody on this list. Um, as far as being able to score, he, the, the fact that he had 
six or seven moves that he could go into from dribbling one dribble into the into the 15 foot or free throw line extended like he had six or seven moves and you never knew what he was going to do and nobody else in the history of the league has had such a diverse offensive skill set scoring skill set as Kobe Bryant and that's that for me is why regardless of the fact that he wasn't crazy efficient and a lot of people will say a a volume shooter I don't have him this low I actually have him next week um, just because his skill set was so humongous for scoring, Dude, and the shots he was making at the making and taking for the last eight years of his career were so difficult. Like anyone that's played basketball, the body control required for that is incredible. Dude, so him insane. shooting better percentages than everyone in his era, which I'm still not sure why that's being like a, a mark against him because he shot better than a lot of guys at his position. And he took harder shots, too. Um, and, and he played a longer career and could have had those numbers dip, and they didn't. The average field goal percentage, percentage was – the average field goal percentage in that era was also skewed because there were so many more shots by big men. But right. like, It was skewed a little bit higher than from that position. That's why you got to look at the two – the wings. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, like, what I'm – but, like, the thing is here, too, like, there were so many times where, like, Kobe would have two guys covering him and he'd take the shot anyway just to be a dickhead and miss it versus doing the right – like passing the fucking ball when he should. And yeah. like he would just, he did that all the time. And he like wasn't that LeBron, shit. but I mean, he might have got criticized for passing it and not being, there was so much after Jordan, the pressure of being the Jordan guy and having that mindset. Cause if he passed the ball, he would have got criticized just like LeBron did. And Kobe just wanted to take that shot. My last point that I'm going to make, everyone else that's been mentioned today, Jerry West played with Will, Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Carl Malone played with John Stockton, David Robinson played with Tim Duncan. Kawhi played with Tim Duncan. Larry Bird played with Bill Russell. Every <laughs> Moses Malone played with Moses Malone played with Dr. J. Everyone with played yeah. with a bet, better player and won a title. Kobe Kobe has the most impressive win. Pal Gasol is so much worse than all those other guys I just named. With all due respect to him, I mean he averaged twenty three and ten through those finals. So like I, don't, I mean I don't really know I, what you he want. He was not that. as good of a player as, as Dr. J or John Stockton or. Uh, Tim Duncan by any. I mean, I don't really. I'm saying Kobe took a team that I don't think was as good as y'all think it was and beat a better Celtics team. But they were definitely the worst team on that on that court. But like now, if every... the Magic series, they were the better team. But but if Kobe's the absolute like superstar stud that everybody thinks he is, then I mean, and not, I'm not saying he's not like I, again, 17th of all time, incredible basketball player. But like he. If everybody, if he's as good as he thinks he is, then why, why did those Lakers teams stink so bad in those three years? A three, like I could see a drop up after a year that happens, but Look like at the rosters, bro, the rosters were awful. There was no talent on that team and he was just averaging 35. But like that didn't mean, mean anything. Like he was shooting a million fucking shots to do it. Right. But MJ had meaningless seasons too. Sure, but like he's like Kobe's sitting there shooting meaningless shots because nobody else can shoot the ball. So like I get that, like I credit Kobe that he was the only guy that had the balls on the the court to take the shot whenever the shot was needed to be taken. I don't hold that against him. I just all I'm saying though is like those seats. Like if he's truly that guy, like you you can propel a team. Like if you if you're good enough, you make the league about whatever your skill set is. That's LeBron's made a career off of that. And I never saw that from Kobe. And again, not to take away from him, but like whenever I look, see things like in, if you look at his career, uh, like or his uh, like the NBA Finals where he shot forty one percent, the rest of his shoot, uh, teammates shot 40, uh, 46, 48, 52 percent. Like that's 
That's yeah, but I don't want to hear that Horace Grant shot 48% on four shots from the paint when Kobe's taking 20 tough mid-range shots contested by the best defensive player. That's not that's not apples to apples. Apples to apples is comparing him to guys that played his position in that era. But he also was being absolutely smothered and could have passed the ball more to make guys better around him. And that's sure. another thing that goes against Kobe's. I don't know that he ever made people better around him. But to his credit on the other side of that, MJ was the same way. I think I, I think was, Kobe made people mentally better around him if they could handle it, but not necessarily on the court the way LeBron did or Magic did. Right. Yeah, there's there's two ways of leadership. Like there's the hammer that Kobe and MJ were, and then there's the the person that I guess the sandpaper that LeBron is, where that you mold people into what you need them to be. Kobe and MJ were very much if you're not what I need you to be or you can't take it, you need to get out. MJ just got lucky in that he got the guys and never had to go through that Smush Parker series. Um, Powell was way better on the Lakers than he ever was on the Grizzlies. And he was good on the Grizzlies. But, um, that's, it, Kobe made him so much better. Um, Dwight Howard was not like that. And Kobe ran him out of, ran him out of town. And that's because he wasn't, he didn't have the mental capacity. Yeah, He's sure. doing a lot better with LeBron because LeBron's a different type of leader. I would argue that LeBron's a better leader than Kobe. But what we're doing is we're comparing, we're now comparing Kobe to arguably the greatest player of all the time. The two greatest players of all time. That's who we're yeah. comparing him to is MJ yeah, exactly. and LeBron. And here's the thing. He, Made Pau Gasol a better player. He made Ron Artest bring it together and change his name to Meta World Peace and stop beating up fans. And he made Lamar Odom actually hone in. He he was a good leader on those teams. And he had those guys adopt his mindset and buy into winning a championship. It's just a different type of leadership Correct. that people don't like. But right. like you look at things like I noted this last one down in the fourth quarter of the 09 and 10 finals. Kobe shot 29%. Gasol shot 59%. Like those yeah. clutch times do matter too. And not to say that Kobe didn't have those. But remember like, how many rebounds Kobe had that game? No, I don't recall. It was like 18. Was it really? Kobe had that's a incredible. horrible game, but he went out and got like 18 boards that and, game. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like I've told Kyle this before too. Like I feel like Kobe... Like the reason that people love Kobe are the reasons that I despise Kobe, and I don't even think are the coolest things about Kobe. He was an incredible passer when he wanted to be. He was an incredible rebounder when he wanted to be. Like if he really wanted to get down and and play that, you know, kind of it, the league was so different at, at different points of his career that sometimes that was harder to do than others. But like he's great at those things. And uh, again. I don't mean that for that to take away anything from him. Like seventeenth all time is incredible. I just think that it matters about how you make the team around you better or not. And I just don't think he did that. And I think it's one of those things. Like, sure, it is. It does get murky because I mean, even MJ had those teams handed to him as far as like you know the players that have been put around him the right way. But like that's part of what makes all this successful in the first place. I mean, look at John Stockton and and Carl Malone. Like, unfortunately, they wouldn't have had anybody else that could have helped them, even though. Like they didn't, I mean, it just didn't really matter at that point in time, but yeah. yeah. Well, we, we can move on. I just, I, I think it's a slight, I have them higher, but it is what it is. It's your list. Um, the, I actually had that start- last game that you, uh, that you mentioned as one of my reasons for why I put Kobe where he was <laughs> awesome and on the positive. So we'll talk more about that okay. next week. But- that's funny. Yeah. That that's just telling of, of what we're looking at um, or how we're seeing things differently. So 17, uh, we don't need to go any further. We've talked at length. I had Dirk at 17. Okay. I got Durant. 17. Okay. Yeah. I have him, I would say significantly higher. Same. Wow. Okay. Same. I have him. So I'll go through my Durant here. Um, let's just all do our Durant. I have him later on oh, today. But no, let's, no, just, okay. let's, let's dive into it. I don't, I don't have him later on today, so I don't want to do that. Wow. Wow. 
All timer. Top 10 all time. We'll get there. So, MVP season, averaged 32 uh, points per game. The year before, I would argue that he was maybe even better. He averaged 28.8 and 5 on 50, 40, 90. It's only ever been that's done by, by one other person. And that's Larry Bird. Um, th- he actually has the highest win shares per 48 of anyone on this list by a long shot. Second most is Jordan at 0.25 per 48. Durant is at 0.295 per 48, which is freaking insane, bro. I still don't really um, understand this dude per 48 stat. I'll need to need more time with it to really be mind blown by it. But the what? The what? Uh, your new per 48 stat. Though. No, that's uh, actually uh, win shares per 48. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the the amount of wins that you get per 48 minutes that you play. Got it, got it, got it. Or that you're responsible for. Anything so, over like 0.18 is really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's two point point or 0.295 is absolutely insane. Let me see where he's at for points per uh, 48 for me, because I think it's probably going to, because he's ma- majorly a scorer. I think it's probably going to be pretty at uh, 1.094, not, not huge. Um, his win shares are crazy, dude. 141 win shares through, are insane. Through only 10 seasons or 11 seasons. I mean, he's going to, I mean, if he comes back, you know, 80 to 90%, he's going to be one of the best all time in win shares. Yeah. Um, my, so I think, the numbers speak for themselves and how and how great he is on the court speaks for itself. My big knock on him and the reason why he is not higher for me is he just couldn't get it done without joining the best team of all time. He had two top 30 players on his team in OKC, one of which actually got to mature and go into his prime in OKC. And they blew a three to one lead against the Warriors when they were up, and Clay Thompson obliterated Clay him in Game Six. Clay Thompson had went off for more than forty, and Kevin Durant didn't didn't have a good game. Like he had three 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 games to close it out against a team that was worse than the team that he was on, and he never did it. He just one hundred percent went away in just about every series in OKC that they were not the better team. Um, as a matter of fact, if you remember, whenever they played against. Um, the heat in the closeout game, Westbrook had 50. Kevin Durant was nowhere to be found. Kevin yeah, Durant was a competitor sure. until he went to the Warriors. And right. that was when he had all the pressure taken off of him because he had another flamethrower who's a top 10 player on in the in the history of the NBA on his team. So I, I couldn't rank him much higher, even though I think that his skill level is vastly higher than the rest of this list, um, save maybe three or four people. I would say that his skill level is vastly higher than maybe even Curry. It's vastly higher than Kobe Bryant, but oh, yeah. but he's just not he's not higher on my list because he has not done with his talent what he should have done. Interesting. Okay. So I have a lot of feelings here. So I have him higher. I have him on today's episode. I don't think he's top top ten all time. You know, you can knock on him that he's only played with great players. Like he's had Russ or Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on his team every year of his career. Um, except except his rookie year, he's been the best player on all those teams. So I don't know if that's a knock or a praise, right? Because so is Jerry West. It's pretty impressive. Jerry West was not a better player than Elgin. Baylor Wilt, I guess than Wilt. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. Elgin so, Baylor. I mean, Wilt. Yeah. No, that's part of it. He, you know, so if we look at the career splits, forty nine, thirty eight, eighty eight for being basically seven foot six eleven and a half. You know, six eleven and a half two guard. That's insane. And not um, done yet. Yeah, and not yeah. done, right? 25.2 PER. Um, he, uh, you know, along the way, rebounding has gotten a lot better. Defense got a lot better in Golden State. Um, 
he played with Russell Westbrook and 25.3 points was the lowest he averaged in any season. That's incredible. Um, he has the two finals MVPs. So both years that he did win, he was the finals MVP and the best player in those series against LeBron James. Um, four-time scoring champ. He has the regular season MVP. I think he's going to be, in 30 years, one of the most remembered players in the league. So I don't hate Justin's take. I think it's a little high and a little projecting, but I don't think it's um, crazy by any means. I will say if I need one guy to get me a bucket, he's on that short list, right? And he, he's yes. arguably the most yep. talented overall scorer in NBA history. When you think about three, creating a, creating a mid-range jump shot off the dribble for yourself, catching and shooting, free throws, post game, getting to the hoop. He's probably the most complete package. Like he's, he's a more athletic Larry bird, right? Like that, that's kind of taller, more athletic Larry bird is a good way to yep. look at it. Uh, just like a more unguardable version. Um, I, I have him, like I said, a little bit, but I, I have been critical of Kevin Durant on this podcast. Um, but I respect the hell out of him. I think he's, I think he's one of the best players and he's definitely one of those guys in my career or my, <laughs> my career of watching basketball, uh, I've watched basketball my whole life of like, Oh shit. When he has the ball and he's going against the team that I want to win. It's not a yeah. great feeling for sure. Not a good feeling. Yeah. I respect his talent. Dur- yeah. I think he's a really good player. <laughs> Durantula and slim Reaper are two of the greatest nicknames of all time. But yeah, yeah. Josh, this is a, uh, this is a, a little bit of a hater pick here. 17. Oh, yeah, no way, definitely. definitely. He's right. never averaged under 20 points in his career. Like it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. He's yeah, 19. I- I mean, I, I, I wanted to not stick him in the top 30 if you want to talk about hater picks. Fair. <laughs> but I, I put him up there because of his amount of talent. I just think he's mentally soft and he, like, I agree with that. He just doesn't, he, he hasn't done. So my list was how much talent do you have versus what you've accomplished with that talent? He has not accomplished anything outside of Stephen Curry. I think that's a system that Steph is also mm. obviously a big part of, but I think there's some Steve Kerr influence there. I think having clay is arguably the second best shooter is a big deal. And uh, I use the, I use the name Stephen Curry for that, for right, everything okay, that okay. he has. I got there. you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. But yeah, yeah I don't that, wanna, that was why I put him where he is. I don't want to get too far into it since it'll, yeah, we'll let you do your one. big takes uh, since one. you have yeah. him on a, on a different episode, J Mac. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I don't, I mean, I get it though. It's a good pick. Yeah, it's you at sixteen, Josh. Call Malone here. Okay. okay. We've already um, already talked at length there. What are yeah. what are your some things you want to throw in there? Just that was uh, I, we talked at length for what yeah. the, what they have. Sixteen, I'm okay I think, is a good before, yeah. a good spot for him. Um, I had Moses at sixteen, so okay. we'll, we'll let J Mac hit his sixteen and fifteen. Oh, All right. About Kevin Durant too. I did not project any of these positions. Right. Okay. He could very he well could, finish. He could finish top ten easy. Yeah. If he wins a if he wins a championship in Brooklyn, he's shooting up for me. Even if he just goes like 25 a game for five more seasons, he's probably getting up probably there. up there. Yeah, yeah, he might go up one or two spots. There's but. no way that the Kyrie thing will last that long, though. So we'll yeah, he needs to no win way. championships for me to raise him. Yeah. Wow. OK. All right. Uh, so number 16 for me is Steph Curry. OK. Later, later in this episode for me as well. Yep. Steph is one of the most dynamic players that we've ever watched from start to finish, I would say. I mean, I guess finish isn't done, but I mean, up to this point, I should say. I mean, averaging almost 21 points in your career, or 23 and a half points in your career, uh, four and a half total rebounds and six and a half assists. He's a 50, or four, God damn it, a 48, 43, and 90, dude. Like, the fact that he's almost, not, he's 91% career. free throw in his career. Like, 
the best, uh, probably one of the best players at one specific skill I've ever seen. That dude's an yeah. assassin when he needs to be. Yeah, he's the greatest shooter of all time. It's it's undebatable this time. If anybody that's like forty seven wants to argue Ray Allen or Reggie Miller, you can just fuck off. Like it's not like it's not close. The volume isn't there. The the quick release isn't there. The difficult the difficulty of shots that Steph and Harden take are absolutely insane. It's ridiculous. It really like is. Clay Clay is a great shooter, but a lot of his is catch and shoot. Like for Curry to be shooting forty, almost yeah, almost forty four for his career. With the difficulty that he's taking him at, 41.1 is his worst percentage for three points. I'm excluding this year because he played five games in his entire career. And, you know, people are kind of quick to forget, like, the first three years of Steph's career, he was good. But, he, I mean, he went 18 points, 19 points, 15 points, and he had the ankle issues. People didn't know if out, and he got that four for 44 deal, which was really part of the reason they were able to do what they were able to do and get Durant and win championships. Is Steph Curry was making 11 million dollars a year, pretty good. Um, and by the end of that deal, he was you know a two time or close, close to the end of that deal, he's a two time MVP and the only unanimous ever, I believe. Yes, and like you look at the way that those like that he just took over in all of those playoff series, and I mean, he took LeBron to the ropes. I mean, LeBron came back, and that's an impressive feat in itself, and we'll talk about that later. Well, see, I, and I, he never beat, so he only beat LeBron by himself without KD that first year, and LeBron had no K-Love and no Kyrie and went 35-12-12 and 12 and still won two games. Yeah, for sure. So, No, I'm not discounting that. I'm saying, like, that's a mark for LeBron. Right, right. I, I, I think the way you look at Steph is, Okay, with KD on the team, he probably wasn't the best player, but he was the most important player on those teams. Uh, that The 17-18 stretch right there, that's the best team in NBA history, in my opinion, and yeah. he was the most important player on the team. And there's also no doubt about it in my mind when I think about Steph Curry. There's no doubt that he makes everybody significantly better around him. Not yes. just one player, but all of them. Yep. And, he's the best teammate of all time. And, and yeah, he's like, the biggest distraction of all time. Right. And you, <laughs> But you look at it and it's like this dude was like, look, we're not going to win a finals unless I take a backseat, a pay cut. Like he put his money where his mouth is and said, this is what's best for the team. We need Kevin Durant here. And I know no, Josh. Won a, they won a ring before then. Oh, that's true. Well, you know what I'm saying, though? They weren't going like, to continue repeat. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were going to continue that lightning round success just given the landscape at the time and LeBron James right yeah. and was willing to take that seat that back seat a little bit and say I don't need to be the best guy I'm fine with being a number two or whatever I don't care what I what I'm labeled like I just want to shoot the ball and it was it was a really significant change for that Warriors team when Kevin Durant came into that offense it was but <laughs> I mean it was perfect for him it just took a little bit of time to you know, we talked so, about that a lot uh, earlier to, in the season. For yeah, sure. he wanted to play like Scott Brooks wanted him to play, which was just ISO. And they had to make that change. God damn it. I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with Steph because after LeBron got the ring, uh, I, I started to like him a little bit more. He's a likable guy, and that was part of the reason he bugged me so much before. Is like, this guy's like Hard so likable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were really at the beginning uh, – with him and his wife and kid at the beginning were really beating it into the ground and they pulled back a little bit on that. But uh, he's more responsible for more gray hair than any professional sports player for, for me of all time. I mean, he constantly worried me 
every time that the Cavs were playing them in the finals. I absolutely hated it. I despised them for a while. Um, I respect them a lot now. It's definitely a, a love-hate relationship, though. No doubt about it. I get that. It, they definitely tried to force him into your face a lot more. Like That's like the problem with like Russell Wilson is that he's forced into your face way too much. This They definitely started on that, tra- that trail, but it, it pulled back pretty quickly. And you got to think did. that he had something to do with that. Uh, terrible shoes, unfortunately. Awful shoes. <laughs> definitely a mark against him. Those grandpa shoes were the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I thought they were a joke. <laughs> I literally thought that was a joke. Yeah, I actually... Josh likes him. The, yeah, no, I was going to say, um, I have Curry not this week. Okay, wow. Um, Interesting. But right, we'll I think it. that you guys missed some of the most important statistics of Curry. Okay, let's, so we'll, let's we'll talk it. about it more next week. Was it his yeah, career week. clutch shooting percentages? Because those are not friendly. No, they're not. No, actually, the, what's, what's crazy is that those aren't friendly. I would have said that if on the short list of Players that you want taking the shot at the last second, I would have put Curry number one. He's still there for me, even though the numbers are bad. He's still same. there for me. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing earlier too. But um, yeah, we'll get into that though. I don't want to. Yeah, I've got I've got some statistics that are much more impressive for Stephen Curry, and I have them next week. Interesting. Okay. okay. Well, that was your seventeen, J Mac. That was my uh, no. That was my sixteen. Okay. Now okay. my fifteen is Doctor. Oh J. wait, no, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. My bad. Go, Go back ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Is Doctor J. Julius Irving. Yo, mine too. Hell yeah. Let's go. That's Is that the first like, dead-on match we've had? No. Uh, I think we had one in the last week. Okay. I can't remember who it was, though. It might have been Garnett. Don- 26? No, I don't have I have Garnett still to go. Um, oh, dang. No, that was me and you, Josh. Oh, okay. So, Dr. J, I mean, one of the only guys that's probably better known for his nickname than it is other than maybe like Magic. But yep. that's yep. kind of different, too. Um Dr. J, he played 1,243 games. He's a Hall of Famer, 16-time All-Star, two-time ABA champ. He won a all. Uh, he won an MVP in the ABA, uh, All Defensive in the ABA, two-time All-Star MVP. He was an 82-83 NBA champ, seven-time NBA All-Star, five-time All ABA. Uh, he was the Rookie of the Year in '71, and he is a four-time MVP overall. Pretty yeah, damn so he, impressive. He was a four-time MVP. You got to think about that. That's pretty incredible. Not a lot of guys on that list. And he was he was seven-time All-NBA, five-time All-ABA, so really 12 all-time. And he played 16 seasons and was an All-Star all 16 years. I don't think anyone's been 16 for 16. No. He was, like I said earlier, 1,243 games. He, had, he averaged 24.2 points. Eight and a half total rebounds and 4.2 assists. He was a 51, 30, and 78 guy. Yeah, I mean, 51% field goal percentage, 23.6 PER. I mean, and, and you just you will go back and watch the highlights and, and you look at it and it's impressive. But, I mean, he was as showtime as it got. Like, Jordan, Magic, LeBron, maybe Zion coming up, maybe Blake in his prime, but, like, Julius Irving was box office like that. Like is like it was must see must see entertainment as far as athleticism. Yes. No Agreed. doubt about it. And he he really he's 15 here for me. Um but for those four MVPs, anytime that you win four MVPs, it's because you're dominating dominating an era. The reason why he's only 15 with four MVPs for me, though, is because three of them were in the NBA and only one was in the NBA. 
Um, he also didn't win a championship until Moses Malone really carried him to the championship or right. was the better player on the team for the championship. Yeah, he was but older. Moses, yeah. The, the fact that I come out with just reasons for why he's as low as 15 as he is for me is just speaks to how great he was and that I have to make an argument for having him as low as 15. Mm-hmm. He was a fantastic player. He was one of those players where – you turned on the or you talked to your buddies and you said, did you see what Dr. J did last night? He was a LeBron James or a Stephen Curry in that era. Yeah, and it would have been interesting if he played those first five seasons in the NBA to see what it would have looked like. That might have, right. might have put him scales. a little higher on the list. It, it might have he might not have won four or I know that he wouldn't have won four MVPs, but um it might have he might have I think his career would look different. He might have won more championships. Yep. Fair. All right, Kyle. So 15, I got uh, I got the big O. I got Oscar Robertson at 15. Oh, yeah. uh, we talked pretty lengthy about him in the last episode, kind of the original Mr. Triple-Double. Um, the, the game was at such a faster pace then that it was less intentional stat padding. I say that in quotations than Russ was. Um, I think it was a little more, little more genuine. I think he just kind of was a guy that was in the wrong era. I think he would have been much better in um, – because he could shoot. Like, if, if he had a three-point line, what would his stats have looked like? You know what I mean? And if he could have had that athleticism um, on, on, you know, in today's league, or if he could have played in the 80s as well when they were running that much, but with better athletes. Um, he did win one ring at the end, but it was it was with Kareem at the end. He had a lot of, you know, bad teams early on. Not all his fault, so that's why he's not higher on my list because the stats are absolutely insane, but... I thought 15 was a, a pretty fair spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you I, I had him in the, in the 20s, Justin, but I, mm-hmm. I thought watching – and, you know, it goes back to those older guys. I think I'm showing a little more love here. The tape is it is what it is. Yeah. It looks good, but everybody else is moving pretty damn slow. Yeah. Um, Westbrook actually took away from Oscar Robertson's uh, legacy for me. Hmm. Just the fact that – He's not the only person to have ever averaged a triple-double. Um, I think that really dropped him out of the top 10 for me. I have him coming up this week, okay. but we're not quite there yet. You're right in that when you look at this, the the tape, he's looks like far and away the best player on the league, but he doesn't look like he can make a college team this year. You know? See, I disagree mm. with that. Yeah, mm. yeah so, see, I'm somewhere um, between. I'll, I'll talk more about what my knocks on him are. I think the, the positives really speak for themselves. And some of these players, for me – are not why are they ranked so high they're why are they ranked so low mm-hmm. so I, i'm going to start sounding really negative but i don't want that to take away from the fact that this guy was unbelievable average a triple double before anybody had ever heard of that um and he would have averaged a, a lot better stats if they kept track of more stats so we'll we'll talk more about or i'll talk more about him a little bit later as far as negative to go and why i have him i just think he could have benefited from the three-point line because 49 percent field goal 84 percent free throw for his career that tells me he's a good shooter I think he could have, you know, really benefited from a three-point line, as as a lot of guys would have in the older eras. But I think he was a better shooter than than maybe like a Jerry West or Elgin Baylor, um, from distance at least or, or mid-range. What I like too, six-time assist champ. That's fantastic. But in those six-time uh, assist champs, he he averaged thirty-one points, thirty-one points, thirty-one points, thirty points, thirty-one points, twenty-nine, twenty-five. Those are crazy. All leading the league in assists, so that's pretty damn good. Yeah, like it's 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 a fair placing, I think for sure, though. Yep. Yeah. All right. So me, am I next? Yep. All right. Number fourteen for me is Dirk. 
I look at Dirk's career. So we've already talked about Dirk pretty much overall. Um, I think what is most impressive to me about Dirk is simply the fact that he did always make teams around him better. And even in years where they had no business, like you look at like the years even after the, the 2011 Wait. run. What? Were you, was this your 14 or 15? What's your 15? My 15 was Dr. J. Yeah. You, you gave us three last time, J-Mac. It's all good. We'll stay back. No, I didn't. I went, I went Steph and... Because we, you guys had ones well, that we had already talked about. Somehow the snake's out of order. So you give fourteen, then we'll go back. Right. We'll go back in order. Get my fifteen. Yeah, yeah or that, my fourteen. Yeah. So Dirk, Dirk at fourteen, really. Dirk at fourteen. Dirk Man. drug some of the most dog shit teams I've ever seen through the playoffs, and still continued to make people around him better. And I, I just, I think it really shows in the longevity of his career, the success that he had and how he put, he, he took a franchise and put it on the map. Like I'm convinced that if yes. Dirk would not have been drafted in Dallas, that they, there wouldn't be a franchise in Dallas anymore. Yeah. It was really bad in the eighties. And, and really the nineties struggled with a lot of those guys too. Like, I mean, there's so many things that just didn't quite pan out and they were just not one of those teams. And Dirk made the NBA more about what his game was doing coming from Europe, coming from, you know, like, and the thing was too, like, especially at that time, the Euro basketball player was almost unheard of. And, right. and then the stigma for a long time after that, it was, oh, they all kind of stink. They just never, they're not bad, but they all, uh, you know, it seems like that, that game never translates properly, I guess is the best way to say that. Dirk yeah. really changed that stigma a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're saying who, your criteria is who changed the league the most, who did the most with the least amount of talent, um, consistency, longevity. I mean, they won, I think, 11 or 12 seasons in a row, over 50 games. Dirk's on that list. But I just, from a talent standpoint and just like what you're doing on the court, I just don't see putting Dirk over Steph or Kobe. Well, I, I, I don't, I'll, with Steph, the thing is the story isn't done yet. So like that's, He'll right, but easily. if the story stopped today, like what Stephen Curry did on a basketball court has impressed me immensely more than what Dirk Nowitzki did. Yeah, but like you look at some of those teams that had even like in the like 13, 14, 15. Yeah, 16, I mean, they were like, bad. They were bad, but like they were still 50 win teams. Right. And, and it wasn't that great of a roster. Right. And like you had. Is that Rick? Is that Rick? I mean, I guess he did it with Donnie and Avery, which is right. even more insane. Exactly. And like that's probably what even held him back the most. Cause I was I've actually been going back and watching that. I went back and watched that 06 finals last week and it was Yeah, if Carlisle tough. was the coach his whole career, it would have been slightly better. But it I been mean a lot that's better. Yeah, he would have LeBron didn't have fucking Mike Brown, it would have been a lot better too. True, yeah. So you can always make that argument about a lot of people. So I don't necessarily I mean Gary Payton with George Carl. I mean, there's a great example right there, you know. Oh boy. And I just, I really, when I look at the, the the totality of Dirk's career, he doesn't have peaks and valleys. It's very consistent. And the end, of course, you know, was the end. But, I mean, even in the last few years of his career, he was still, I think it was, let me look real quick. It was, no, like, it was bad, dude. Kobe's peaks were higher and his valleys were higher, too. I, like, his valleys weren't lower. That, well, I you disagree say with negative that. wind share for one season. That, Two like, seasons. Two but he averaged 35 points a game. I, I'm just saying, like, that's still a thing that Dirk doesn't have on his resume or anybody else in my top th uh, 30 players here. 
So all I'm saying though is I think it matters to me what what level you take teams to, and no matter who Dirk had around him, he always managed to make everyone around him better. And there were so many examples of guys like Monte Ellis and and um, like like just guys like that that no, like, you're right. Came you're here, right. played That's a great point. Came to Dallas, played really well with Dirk somehow, and you know their game worked really well. Left, got a bag, and it just didn't work out at all. And Excel. JJ Beret is a great example of that. Yeah. Came back. Came back, which is good. Good on him. There's one thing I will say about Dirk is I've already made my arguments for Dirk, but I would put him on the short list of greatest uh, teammates of all time up there with Curry. Yep. Yeah. So the ol- the overall resume of Dirk has always impressed me. I feel like he fits best here. So I put him at 14. Okay. Kyle? I'm, I'm going to go down. heard of the nickname Tall Baller from the G? <laughs> no. Sometimes I think, I think they make these nicknames up on yeah, basketball that's, reference. That's, do we want to submit Not some? A real thing. Do we want to submit some? <laughs> let's let's work on that over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had Doctor J at fourteen. Cool. Done, done plenty on him. I think that's the uh, the right spot. Yeah, I actually have Moses Malone at fourteen um, because cool. of the fact that he he won three NBA MVPs over Julius right. Irvin, as well as he was the one that really got Julius Irvin his wing his ring. He dominated his era more so than Julius Irvin did. Okay. Which is crazy because all you ever hear about is Dr. J. But that's because Dr. J brought that high flying. Dr. J, J was more prime time. Yeah, more prime time brought that high flying game, uh, that exciting game than than Moses Malone was. Moses was go out there and pull down seventeen boards a game and drop thirty and lay. It's like the Deion Sanders uh, Champ Bailey argument. Right, 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 exactly. Okay. Okay. Good. So we got Moses. Who you got at thirteen, Josh? Oscar Robertson. Okay. Okay. Anything you want to add there? I mean, we've we've talked a lot about the big O. Yeah, um, he didn't dominate his era. So we're in he did have an MVP in there though. He had one three. MVP, but that's not a domination. Um, he had one MVP, and the next two guys that I have actually didn't dominate, but they got their MVPs. Um, but they were in better eras than Oscar Robertson was, and that's why I have them higher. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. But th- I had to drop Oscar Robertson out of the top ten solely because Bill Russell. Kareem and Wilt were dominating the era that he spanned. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's fair though. Uh, 13. I have Steph. Wow. Okay. Anything you wanted to add to it? No, I mean, I I just think, I I don't know if he's going to crack top 10 for me. I mean, if it could, Mm -hmm. um, I just, like I said, he's, it's a love hate relationship, but I think this shows the integrity in my list because, I don't, I'm not a big Steph guy, but he, he's be there. an absolute killer, man. He he ruined five years of my basketball life. I honestly um, really dislike Stephen Curry. Well, <laughs> I really dislike him, but it's so hard for I me. I only to- dislike him as a player. I like him as a guy, though. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the same way with me. Like I like KD as a player, but not as a person. Right, like, <laughs> right, opposites, right. right? <laughs> you got a 13, J Mac. At 13, I've got Kevin Garnett. So we've already talked about Kevin wow. Garnett, but I look at Kevin Garnett as a lot of wasted talent in Minnesota. Um, unfortunately, like that's kind of how that ended up when he got to Boston, like that Boston team was coming off of some devastating losses and it didn't feel like there was any kind of future there. And he just breathed new light into that team. And he had the right attitude, the right, just overall team guy. Like he was all over people's asses all the time, but People knew that it was to make them better, and he was very. I think that's what I admire about him the most is his leadership capacity and the way that he knew how to bring a locker room together. And even better on him for uh, going back to Minnesota in his twilight days, just to kind of help out the team. 
It's even better. That's crazy. But if I look at like best power forwards of all time, I think I go Duncan, Dirk, Malone, KG. Like you got KG second. Like you think KG is a better player than Kobe Malone or Kobe Bryant for sure, mm-hmm. based on the based on the list. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. KG is better than Karl Malone or Kobe. It's a take. I told you. It, it is a take. They're going to yell that's at me. They're going to yell at me. All right. <laughs> um, round 12. So that's you, Kyle. Uh, yeah. So uh, no, you had you had KD at 13. Or, or excuse me, KG, KG at 13. At 13. 13. Yep. So you have at 12, Justin. 12, I Justin. have David Robinson at 12. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought me putting him at uh, 19 was going to be high for you. I thought you guys were going to think that's a little high. Dude, honestly, I like that because if you average all of us out, that puts him in the 15 to 16 range. And I feel like that's better than 19, 18, or 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I feel like that's that's better for David Robinson. I feel like we're all wrong on it, and he should be right in the middle. But there's too many freaking players, and I can't do what I want with this list. One of the more underrated guys. Him and Moses are some of the, the, the two most underrated big men, I think. Yeah. That's where he my was head a was force, at. dude. Yes. He was a force. He was an unstoppable guy. And, like, we already talked about this, everything. But, like, the longevity, all that stuff was just incredibly impressive to me. And he was, yeah, he was as much of a force as Shaq, but he weighed 50 pounds less. Right. Right. Yeah. He had that skill set like that. Incredible footwork. Yeah. And also who doesn't like David Robinson? I, I dare you to find me one person that hates David Robinson. No, no, it's a good point. Yeah. All right. Uh, 12 and I have KD. Okay. I put KD over Steph. I think that's fair. Josh's argument that I know is going to happen is, you know, Steph won one without KD. KD would never won, win one without Steph. It's a great argument. Kevin Durant's a better player by all accounts. He's not a better shooter. He's a better scorer. He's a better rebounder. He's a better passer. Um, he's a better on-ball defender. Not a better passer. Uh, go ahead. Uh, he's Yeah, you're right. He's not a better passer or ball handler. You're right. You're right. But it's not egregious. I don't know. I don't think Steph's that great of a passer. Um, because he, he makes a lot of stupid turnovers in crucial moments. So I don't care what your fancy cool passes are off the dribble when you're doing behind the backs in NBA finals. I agree 100% yeah. with that, actually. And that's a big reason why I've always hated Stephen Curry is because he does those stupid, like, behind the back, off the elbow crap that'll just go out of bounds and he'll miss passes like that. But In big moments. And I will give you, KD is a better player than Stephen. He's yes. not a better winner and he's not a better teammate. And that's why I had Steph Agreed. so much higher. Okay. I think for me, uh, KD is a better all-around talent and Curry is a better specific skill set guy. If if I could give you start a prime, you can take Curry or you can take KD. Which do you choose? KD. Every time. Curry Easily. all day for me. Oh, see, it's KD. No, because I, his ankles might not work out every time. No, no, no. Prime, prime. We're good. No injury concerns. No ACL concerns for KD. KD. No ankle. KD. KD. I want a 6'11 guy over a 6'3 guy. I, I want a 6'3 guy that can wet from 50 feet. That can make anybody on the court have 500 feet. Gosh, of I can't. I can't. This is such a KD vendetta. I just. I don't it even is. have the energy to do this. It's not, it dude. It's like I would take Steph. I've got him higher than this. Or Prime, Hakeem. I would take Steph. That's crazy. I don't know about that either. Yeah, it depends on the era. In '94, definitely not. But now, yeah. absolutely. Dude, nobody looked at KD and said, we should change the entire league to play the way that that guy played. I did he write did Steph, that Steph, Steph changed the league more than anybody, including Shaq would be the second closest. Um, K, yeah, Steph changed the league more than anybody. I mean, he's him and Harden are single-handedly the reason teams went from 20, 
to 22 threes a game in 2012. So that's only yeah. eight years ago. And now they're shooting 38 to 40. Yeah. And it's because of him. But yeah, yeah so I, I went I went KD 12. Who you got? Round us off at 12 and 11, Josh. Is this me? Yeah. I got Shaq. Wow. Shaq at 12? It hurt me to put him what this low. Fuck? But dude. discrepancy. Dude, it hurt me to put him this low. But there's nobody higher on this list that I would go – yeah, they should be. They should be, or Shaq should be in front of them. You have Shaq over Kobe or below Kobe. That's crazy. I do. That's I have Shaq crazy. below Kobe. Um, Shaq for me, he was dominant. But you have Stephen Curry over Shaq. I'm sorry, I, I'm, Shaq I do. I, if you give me Shaq or that? Stephen Curry right now, both prime, I would say Steph. No, no one. Because you don't know what you're getting with Shaq. No you one know what in you're... the league can guard Shaq. If you give me magic Shaq right now, no one can guard him in the league, bro. You think Giannis is dominating? Shaq wouldn't dominate as much as Giannis is. Yes, Giannis he would. Yes, no, he, he didn't would. in a worse league. No, but, dude, this is a it was, there was way less possessions in the mid-90s. Way less possessions. And it was not a worse – it was a worse league in total talent, but there was way more big man – think david robinson hakeem all these great big men defenders we're talking about they don't exist anymore you think Jokic is gonna body shack or in b so, no here's way. here's my thing shack remember we we said how much talent my my list is how much talent you have versus what you get out of it shot got out way less from what his talent was than anybody else on the rest of my list <laughs> he's arguably the most talented player ever in the league though Correct, but talent. did he get as much out of it that he should have he did not. He didn't get more out of his talent than four Kobe. rings. He didn't get four more rings. out of his talent than Steph Curry. He had four rings. How many did Kobe have? Five. Like the the, the <laughs> rings doesn't match you. up to the amount of talent that he had. In the same way, he didn't. He, he just he never dominated the way that he should have. I can't wait to see where Robert this is. Josh, is on this is Josh hating lazy people right this now. Is, yeah, this is Shaq, incredible. Shaq was lazy. Yes. That is a knock against him, but he was he absolutely was lazy as shit. He had his last ten years; he didn't average more than twenty. But you're, you actually, you, excuse you me, would, that's his last. Look at the team he me, was on. Let me ask this question, and I'm not trying to like. I just want to challenge you with this. A lot of your arguments have been about dominating eras, right? Did this player dominate for a five to seven year stretch? I would argue Shaq did that as well as almost anybody, right? Not as much as he should have. That Lakers team should have rattled off ten championships in a, in a row. Uh, dude, that's that's. But because he was so lazy. But and the changed. Lakers also chose Kobe over right. him. They ran, he ran, like Kobe ran him out of town. I don't know. Uh, like, no, 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 no. The Lakers had a choice between the two, and they chose Kobe Bryant over him because he worked harder, and they didn't know what Shaq was going to do. He worked hard, less injury prone because he weighed yeah, Kobe didn't run anybody out of town. That was Shaq's team. Shaq yes. left because the Lakers left. chose Kobe. You right. guys told me right. that was Kobe's team just like a little bit ago. I, what, what are we talking about? When did about? I say that was Kobe? After Shaq left, I did. Yeah, okay. I said that Kobe was great when he was there. Uh, Josh, you're right there. The the Lakers picked Kobe because he was younger, a lot less injury prone, and he had a better work ethic. But he he wasn't the better player by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, also, I have him exactly where Bill Simmons has him as well. So it's not absurd. Okay, well, Bill Simmons has Havlicek at 14, so right. that's co-sign that as That's absurd. Yeah, you were the one um, that was shitting on Bill Simmons' list before we got absurd. on this thing. And but what I'm saying is, like, this this is a guy that – I, I can't put him any higher because he didn't do with his talent. Dude, for that guy to only win one MVP, that's insane. He should have won three or four, and he should have 
seven or eight championships. I can't put him any higher because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. That's an unbelievable thing. It's the same KD thing. Like, he didn't How have... How many guys it. have four rings? Do what? How many guys have four rings? He's 24 In 11. my top 10, I've got... So there's one, uh, two, three... Four. LeBron doesn't. Five. I got five in my top ten that have four rings. Right. So why the fuck isn't Shaq in the top ten? We played with Kobe and then D Wade. <sighs> LeBron never. Le, LeBron didn't play with the Kobe and D Wade. He played with D Wade. He never right, played. But with, if my basis Kobe. of argument is one of the two or three greatest players of all time, I don't know. That's <sighs> favorite Shaq nickname: Diesel or the Big Aristotle? Diesel. Dude, the I, Big I like Aristotle. The big Aristotle is fantastic. I also like the big Shaqtus when he went to Phoenix. Yeah, it was good. He yeah. had hit, the end of his career was he wasn't. I, I think Josh watched Shazam last night and then docked him six positions, which he I understand. Never as dude, <laughs> Shazam, I can't Shazam. believe that I'm taking this much heat over this. That he was never as dominant as he was when he left L.A. Okay, that was his. That was, was his he didn't do anything in Orlando. Like he didn't win any championships without Kobe, except for when he had Wade on his team. He made it to the I finals. That I'm thinking, he made so it much to the finals in Orlando. He's crazy. He made it to the finals in Orlando with Penny. Yeah, he made it to the finals. So what? He didn't win anything. Are we giving out finals stuff now? Unless you're, <laughs> you unless, you're gonna rack up, unless you're going to yeah. rack up eleven. <laughs> oh, God. God wow, this I, is something. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's significantly higher on my list. Is all I can say. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, right. the league, the, they changed foul calls because of Shaq. No, they said that they couldn't call it correctly. They just didn't call fouls. They the didn't change any way, rules. The only way you could guard Shaq is foul him. There's no right. other player. Correct. That you, they didn't change any rules. But you can guard Giannis without fouling him. You could guard Kareem without fouling him. Mm, you can't guard Giannis right. without fouling him. Yes, you can. How? The Raptors built a wall last year, and that's why they didn't win. You, nobody built a wall against Shaq, dude. Like, what? Because you couldn't. You can't. This, right, <laughs> exactly. Because destroy the wall. Like that's the point. You could. You're crazy. They, they. You don't realize how much stronger Shaq is than anybody. Like he's so much stronger than Giannis. Like, yes, he can't get to spots as quickly, but he could literally just. Dude, this is your thing. This is why you are trying to tell me that Zion's a, like the best prospect in the future of the league is because of I've strength. I think I you value Giannis strength way Luka. more than. I Way would more take than Giannis or Luca over Zion. I've said that repeatedly on this podcast. My <laughs> ultimate argument here is he didn't he didn't do what he was supposed to do. You're just gonna and swerve I can't me put on him that? over. Do what? You're so, just gonna swerve me on that? I I, I don't overvalue. We're strength. we're arguing Giannis versus Luca now, and this isn't part of the top thirty. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to be way better than he was, and he wasn't because he was lazy. Right, and that's why I have him at twelve, and that's not absurd. All right. I, I full-heartedly disagree. The way that you guys feel about my Kobe take is how I feel about this. That's all I can tell you. I don't know which one of the takes I hate more. I am pretty, pretty, I mean, pretty that's fine. I, think, I think I actually hate the Kobe one a little bit more, though. All 17 right. too low. No way. All right. Because Kobe outperformed his talent. Okay. I, I've, lost, I've lost my train of thought here. Where are we, Josh? Are you at 11? Yeah, I got Hakeem. Okay. Okay. I couldn't put Shaq over Hakeem. Um... I just, I thought Hakeem was more dominant defensively than Shaq ever was. Hakeem averaged yes. three point one blocks and one point seven steals. I have Hakeem yeah. at eleven, by the way, as well. Yeah, but I do not uh, have excellent. Shaq at twelve. He, 
Damn, yeah, that's a my, career average. That's here, a career average of almost five blocks and steals a game. And his heyday, like six point, you know, six point five, six point six blocks and steals a game. Here's the other thing that I would say is Hakeem did dominate that era, and we're in the dominant players now. Hakeem did dominate that era, but he happened to play with one of the top two best players of all time. And that guy is actually the one that was more more likable and more more marketable. Um, in addition, nobody has ever faulted the Houston Rockets for drafting Hakeem Olajuwon over Michael Jordan. That might be his best argument. Yeah. yeah. This could be like a DeAndre Ayton Lucas situation, right? Yeah. Where it was like he was a clear prospect. He was a clear prospect. Wait, no, he, Hakeem didn't get drafted the same year as, uh, as Jordan. Yeah, he was one, and then it was Sam Bowie, and then Jordan. I thought that was the 83-84 draft. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll trust you. I'll trust I'll, you here. I'll double check it. No, you're right. Hmm. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he's obviously going to catch a lot of flack. Yeah. That's that's a a huge testament to Hakeem's career that it doesn't look at like a, a miss. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Hakeem was an absolute force to be reckoned with at that point in time too. I mean, dude, his post moves are arguably the smoothest of all time. Like the footwork um, uh, yeah. at, at that size. And he didn't start until he was a little bit older, too, because of, uh, you know, coming from from Nigeria. I mean, with the mm-hmm. high school in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the Kobe Bryant skill set that was in post. Like he had yeah. so many different ways to score it from the post. And also he could stretch out to 15, 18 feet. He was shooting threes as well. Great body control. His his defense though is what sets me apart or sets him apart more so than anybody else, or more so than like David Robinson. He was a better defender than David Robinson. He was a better defender than Shaq. Any of these bigs on the list, save Bill Russell, maybe Kareem. You no. would say that he's the best defender. Yeah, I would say he's better than Kareem. Bill Russell's maybe maybe yeah. Tim, Tim Duncan. Yeah, Tim maybe. Yeah, but Hakeem was getting a lot more blocks and steals. Tim was uh, a great team defender and right. Um, and all that, but yeah, I think Hakeem here is fair. I actually have him on next week's episode. Um, okay. I think I think the common take is like if Jordan never left the league, Hakeem wouldn't have won a title. Um, I don't agree with that. Simmons has talked about this before, where it's it's hard to win more than three titles in a row. The Lakers couldn't do it um, in the two thousands. The Warriors couldn't do it um, last year. I don't know if Jordan doesn't take a break for whatever the reason was that they actually went eight in a row. So I'm not going to take that away from Hakeem. Yeah. And also Jordan or Hakeem didn't play with anybody as good as Scottie Pippen. Not even close. No. Cause he played with old ass Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hakeem was far and away the best player on that team and carried that team, carried that team to a championship. Yep. Two, two in a row. Yeah. And I mean, he had, yeah, I mean, you look at Robert Ory, Kenny Smith, Scott, Scott Brooks. I mean, dude, this was it was quite the was roster. A, Scott Sam, Brooks was calling Sam ISOs Purcell. for himself while he was on the court. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me get the ISO. 5'11", yeah. 165. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's a good spot. Guy, this guy was I – couldn't, I couldn't put Shaq over this guy just from the amount of – from the talent that he had and what he was able to do with it. I couldn't do it. Isn't that an, a, a test? 
an attestation to Shaq that he actually had a greater potential that he didn't tap into and he was still incredibly dominant? I mean, if you think about it that way, but my, 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 my list was built upon how much talent did you have? How much talent did you have around you? And what have you done with it? Okay. Okay. He did have a lot of talent around him. He had Penny, he had Kobe, he had D Wade, yep. he had Nash. So yeah, that's fair. Um, I want to talk about this at 11. I got, I got Timmy D. I think wow. he's probably going to be in both y'all's top tens. Yeah, I, I got him top 10. Same. Yeah. I, I moved him around from nine through 12, a bunch. Um, I got Timmy at, at 11. Bias might play a little bit here. I, I hate Tim Duncan. I, I don't, I, I should say, I respect Tim Duncan. I can't stand him in the Spurs. Um, as a LeBron fan and as a Mavs fan, he's ruined so many of my seasons and, and so much of my happiness. Um, Wait, you have the greatest power forward of all time out of the top 10? Yeah, but I do have him ranked higher than any other power forward. Jeez. Yeah, like, there's no way you can convince me Tim Duncan's better than Shaq. I think that's crazy. So don't argue your point by arguing against my point. <laughs> okay. So, so I mean, don't just, I'm not just going to go back and dog your list because I can't defend my own list. That's I have Tim Duncan picking. higher than any other power forward. Maybe I just don't, I guess, put as much emphasis on that position. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's what you, that's what you would have to say is that I'm looking, through my, I'm looking through my list right now. Well, while you look through that, 1911 on 51%, obviously the five-time, uh, five rings, that's that's a big deal. I think he was probably the best player on all those teams, maybe Kawhi on the last one, but probably the best player on all those teams. 15-time uh, All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Defense is just insane. That's, that's the most of all time. I thought KG was the most, that's the most of all time. And three times finals MVP, too. Yep, and two-time regular MVP. Uh, one, just one of the most consistent players. Um, you know, like I said, I can't stand him. I respect the hell out of him, but he's kind of like Drew Brees to me. Like, if you just don't respect Tim, Tim Duncan and what he did, you're just kind of a hater. Um, I don't like the guy because he ruined a lot of a lot of my seasons. But uh, you're a hater, was, but you're res showing the respect is what you're saying. Absolutely, and you could argue he was, you know, in the, in 2000 to 2009 in the in the OOS, he was arguably the best player in that stretch. Yes. If he was more flashy, he would have been. He'd be a top five player. I take that out. No, no, no. I take that out, Josh. I, I no. Don't. I mean, like, like consensus across the world. Okay. I but take the fundamentals out. Boring. I mean, you can't be top. You can't be top five at. at I mean, I guess Magic's not that high, but nineteen point nineteen points a game. I I get at the end it fell off pretty hard, but like the best he ever did in his career was he had over twenty five once and over twenty three a couple of times. He just wasn't. Um, an elite score in my list is favorite scoring. Um, so that's, that's just kind of what, I, what I'm looking at. Um, he, he, he's a great teammate, uh, tons of win shares in there. Great PER. I Who's think that? real fast. I think the way I would argue Belichick helped Brady a lot. I think pop helped him even more. I think pop is that much. I think he had that much of a coaching advantage in each series. So I, I detract that just a hair from Tim. And that's kind of what puts him on, on the outside for you? Yes. Okay. This guy has a better career than jo Magic Johnson has and more accolades than Magic Johnson has and Larry Bird. And I don't think that he gets the credit that he deserves. Agreed. He will, Josh. He will. <laughs> Justin has a, has a number one. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the 15 times all defense, five times rings. Yeah, you could say he's better than Magic, but he played a lot longer than Magic. Like, well, 
Magic, Magic for like a seven year, like you take their like best seven year peak. Magic was a better player to me. Magic was the best point guard of all time, and he was six nine. And then when Kareem got hurt, he came in and played center and went forty two and twenty, and he was like a rookie when he yeah. did that. Maybe if Magic Johnson could have kept him in his pants, I would have put him in my top thirty. But because he can't, <laughs> he's not in my top thirty. He had more talent. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. All he right. definitely is. Almost made it all. Josh, Josh threatening someone's life. No, Almost. Uh, <laughs> or an AIDS joke. One of the two. Um, okay. Yeah, I've got him higher too, but we'll, I'll get into that a, a little bit. I mean, I don't think time. 11 is a slight no, by any no, means. I don't think so either. Dude, here's the thing where we're, where we're at right now is all of these players, regardless of where you put them, it, somebody's going to argue that it's a slight. Right. And that was my top point. 15, it's, it's a slight to somebody, regardless of where you put them. I think it's top. Not like, top 17. I think but top 15 top 30 honestly because like that that's the thing like that's why we're doing this like that's the thing about this is like we're taking 30 players out of historical and current NBA and we're trying to rank them that is really tough to do without showing disrespect to this and like that is I think that's the biggest thing about this and why like I really don't mean to piss people off by this Kobe take because I think he's absolutely incredible and I just I value different things on my list than others do and that's just how it is for me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and that's why that's why we did Same come out Shaq. first and say this is how we're making our list. Right. Same with so Shaq. I can make you. shitty comment or calls like Shaq at number twelve and then argue, no, this is my list. <laughs> oh Josh, I can't wait to see T- your top ten. I'm Tim Duncan could very well have been a um a model for Coles his entire time in the N- NBA as well, because that guy never spent more than twenty nine ninety nine on a shirt, even on those contracts. <laughs> Dude, he that's why you actually don't have him in your top ten. That's <laughs> big part. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. He, uh, he fluctuated out, but I, I like him at eleven. Did you ever? Did he ever make shoes? I'm pretty positive that he did. He did. They were but, New Balance, right? Kawhi is signed by New, New Balance, right. dude. I don't know how that went south. They're the f- same freaking player. They're the same person. I think mm-hmm. Uncle Dennis got his ha- hand in things. Is what I think. Yeah, most likely. All right, that wraps up. No, you didn't give us your eleven, J Mac. Oh well, no, I said it earlier. I, I don't know if you guys heard me. It was it was Hakeem as well. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, cool. So we are good. We have yep. 10 left. This was more contentious, right? <laughs> yes. I like it, though. I, li- I love the, the disagreement here. We're not here to suck each other's dicks all day long. We're here to fucking disagree. Certainly not. So yeah, let me know whenever you guys are. Okay. Well, well that's later. <laughs> that's later. Um, but, yeah, so we'll do 10 through 1 next time. Dude, uh, check these Tim Duncan shoes. Oh, God. Are they good or are they bad? Oh my God, dude. I'm going to order some. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get well, Josh will have new shoes next episode. And so we'll get into the 10 through one. Then we've got some ideas for some stuff after that. The MJ documentary is coming up. We didn't even talk about that off the top of the show. You guys excited for this thing? Dude, I'm stoked. And they moved up to 19th now. Yeah. So we'll be doing Two episodes some at a time. Yeah. So we'll do this episode and then the next one that should be out. And then we'll do the, uh, we'll start doing reviews over that. So lots of good stuff to come. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, tune in, share with your friends everything, and we will see you guys next week.